Hey, Clips fans, what's going on? It's me, William the Opinion Updike, and I'm coming at you with another solo cast on this wonderful Monday. Uh, we're playing the Mavs today. Got a heck of a show lined up for you today. Chuck is out. We will be meeting up later tonight to be watching the game as, creden- as credentialed members of the media, which is pretty cool. Thank you guys so much to that. Your listenership and support is a big reason that that's able to happen. So, Today, I'm going to be getting into some recaps. Uh, I've got a recap of the win over the Grizzlies, which was a shaky win, but a win nonetheless. Uh, good, Always good to help cement our place in the, uh, the bloodbath that is the Western Conference playoffs race. And then I'm going to do another recap of the loss to the Nuggets. Really tough one there. Um, pretty big loss. So we'll be breaking that down. There were, some, there were a couple, couple of bright spots, but it's, it's mostly a little negative. No positive Chuck today. So uh, things might get a little bleak. I uh, don't... Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll bounce back. Uh, and then I'm going to be previewing tonight's game against the Mavs that I mentioned at the top. And today is Monday, which means the regular uh, Monday segment, the Freshies. Um, depending on how much time I get to talk about that, I'd like to talk a little bit about Shea and a little bit of a guy who's not a freshman, but a, a new guy to the squad, and that is Avica Zubats. So all that and more coming up right about now. Okay, so we did get a dub over the Grizzlies. Uh, final score... 112 to 106 um, should have been a larger margin of victory, in my opinion. Uh, we nearly blew a 22-point lead. I mean, I guess we did blow a 22-point lead, but we did still manage to come out with the win. Um, we had a great start to this game. Like, so much just looked so promising. Had a, had a nice 7-0 run. Uh, oh, we, we had a – sorry. We broke away to get, a, to get an early lead. Um, a lot of good stuff going on there pretty early uh just a few quick stats for you guys we outscored them in the paint by 10 points 48 to 38 uh we we did we did pretty solid on the offensive glass uh generating 13 second chance uh points to their 10 uh and we completely dominated on them on the fast break 34 to 9 uh this was always going to be crucial obviously with a somewhat uh older team um just kind of running those guys out on the floor. And, you know, with with new guys like we're currently working with right now, I, I sometimes think the best uh, the best measure for success is just to just to get out uh, in transition, running as fast as you can, and kind of hope for the best. Um, obviously, you know, with a new set of guys, especially people who aren't as familiar with the offensive playbook, and as things change, you know, when you lose a key rotation, rotation piece, things can things can lead to more kind of miscommunications in the half court. And while it's something that definitely can be overcome, I think your best bet uh, with new guys against that is just, you know, kind of uh, relying on each other's intuition and heads up playmaking and just kind of, you know, playing fast, playing through as well as you can. Um, Huge game for the bench off this one. They scored 61 points to Memphis benches, 39. Uh, They outscored our starters who only managed 51 points. And, you know, they were, they were the big reason we kept up in this game. Um, Trez, Speaking of the bench, was just phenomenal. Uh, he had 30 points. Gallo ended up putting up 23, despite going one of seven from three, uh, which does kind of raise some some questions or uh, some some concerns, I guess, as to the state of his health. 
Um, I wonder if the back is still bothering him. Maybe his legs aren't quite fully under him yet, but he has really been struggling from three these last two games. Um, We'll just have to monitor that as we go. Uh, Lou had a solid game with uh, 18 points and eight assists. No one else uh, had more than eight uh, scoring-wise. So pretty, uh, I, I guess, fairly top-heavy game there with with solid performances from uh, from Trez and Lou. Um, so some things to watch, some things to watch out for in this one. Um, Shea. Uh, struggled a little bit again. He didn't take any three-pointers, ended up going one of four from the field. He did, however, add four um, four free throws, which did help his overall um, did help his overall tally. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more um, in both the recap of the Nuggets game and, and the Freshies a little bit. Uh, it seems like he's struggling a little bit. I hope that his confidence isn't affecting him too much. Uh, I, you know, I, I wonder a little bit in games like this, if seeing other other players shoot well makes him a little bit more hesitant, um, that's something that I'll still have to monitor as we go on. But I would think yes. Uh, even though Shamit, uh, another rookie, did not have a good shooting game in this uh, matchup against the Grizzlies, he ended up going two of nine from the field for a meager twenty-two percent. Uh, still finished with eight points. He got to the line a couple of times um, and had a lot of turnovers, which. Um, you don't really want to see. Uh, turnovers really killed us in this game just overall. Uh, we committed 24 total turnovers to Memphis's 11. And man, it's given that turnover situation, it is pretty incredible that we were able to come out with this win. 24 turnovers. That's, I mean, that's like more than double the league average. Um, so that's really not, not a solid performance at all. Uh, luckily, though, we they didn't punish us too much on turnover points as i said we did really well in this one um both scoring in the fast break and and doing a good job running out in transition uh on defense and uh kind of stopping sieves uh of scoring from those from those turnovers um as I said earlier, the starters got outscored. Uh, they got out assisted. They had twice as many turnovers, uh, and they shot just twenty percent from three. Um, you know, a big reason for that is obviously Gallo, but as I said earlier, Shamit contributing to that as well. Um, not not a lot of great <laughs> uh, performance from the starters that night. Uh, Zubats uh, looked pretty solid. He ended up finishing three of five and finished with seven points. Um, he looked pretty solid, I thought, in this game. He, he had some issues in the Denver game finishing. I'll cover on that a little bit more later, but I hope that he can kind of get his touch back and um, just just kind of understand communication a little bit better with this team. Um we tried our best to shut down Conley in this one defensively, but he ended up with 25 points and 10 assists. Uh, man, uh, Joachim Noah finished with 22 and 11, which was insane. Uh, he had a really big game. We just didn't didn't quite have an answer for him. That that wasn't something that I would have seen coming. Uh, hence why it did not come up in our preview at all. I did not think that uh, Joachim Noah would have the uh, type of performance where he torched us. Uh, It was really funny, though, watching the game. Uh, I think Joe Kim Noah actually ended up shooting 100% of his free throws. Let me check real fast just to confirm that. 
Um, yeah, he went 12 of 12 from the line, so got got to got there with a good amount of regularity too. But uh, he is such a goofy shot. There's like a when he puts the ball up. Um, it's you know he, there's a weird hitch and there's so many things going on but the the strangest thing is the ball rotation uh he uses his uh, i don't know if it's like the way that he's if he's like holding maybe too tight with his guide hand or something but when he releases the ball has a ton of spin um side to side uh kind of like like the earth would turn versus it being like top to down like kind of a normal uh or like a you know up and down kind of a, a more normal spin on the ball. Uh, and Ralph Lawler was uh, very quick to point it out, pointed it out every single time that he was at the line. So I thought that that was kind of funny. Um, we took 25 threes in this game, which was pretty low. Uh, they took 32, and they're not even, I mean, I wouldn't even call them a high-volume uh, three-point shooting team. That's something that's been happening throughout um, throughout the season, uh, something that we really, really need to work on. So... Uh, we, you know, uh, hopefully our efficiency will bail us out. Uh, it, it generally does this game. It was a lot closer. Um, so, it, you know, once again, just, just another game where things really went wrong. Um, and you know, it, it, I could be quick to criticize the team, but I think that there is still something to be said to like remaining your composure. Um, especially when you see a big lead dissolve, staying in the game and really just grinding out that win. Um, so uh, the third quarter was once again an issue. We finished with thirty or w- with eighteen points uh, to their thirty-three, and you know this is just this is just something that that happens so regularly now, um, and it has been all season. That you know I, it's time to really start thinking about altering those matchups when we come back from the second half. Um, you know maybe. Maybe Trez is starting uh, at the five. Uh, maybe maybe we just start the second half with Lou Will. Um, I know that he is like Mr. Fourth Quarter and does really come alive in pressure situations, but you know, offensively, we might just need him for longer to stay in these types of games. So that's something that we'll monitor as we move on. Um, it's a bummer to watch, though. Uh, you hate to watch a lead like that just kind of go through your fingers. Um just want a couple of last notes on this one. Shea had 15 minutes of playing time, which doesn't really seem that significant. Um, you know, his his playing time has obviously been a point of contention for a lot of fans. Uh, as I said, he finished with six, two, and four, and had three turnovers. So I, I guess I understand, um, especially in a game that ended up being this close, why you know you have to rely heavily on more veteran guys like um, Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams, obviously. But it's one of those things that, um, it, I don't know, it would have been nice to just see him get a little bit uh, more time. Um, so that's really all I have for that recap. Uh, as I said, we did manage to come out with the win, 112 to 106, uh, which is solid. You know, we were on the road, so I will give I will give all credit to the, to the Grizzlies. Um, but yeah, so coming up next, I'm going to recap that loss to the Nuggets, and then we'll get into the Freshies and a preview of the Mavericks game tonight. So we did lose to the Nuggets um, pretty badly, uh, 96 to 123. Um, this was not a fun game to watch. Uh, there was some promise, I thought, in the first quarter. Um, they, uh, 
You know, they looked like they were going to be able to hang in there. And what they really did well, uh, if you watch the broadcast at all or, or read any of the postgame, was that it, we started out really covering offensive rebounds pretty well. Um, there was a lot of defensive intensity. Uh, Zubats even had like a really early block on Jokic um, that I thought was really, really impressive. Um, and, and as a result, like of the physicality, it seemed like Jokic really didn't want uh, anything to do with Zubats around the basket. Um, anytime he was able to finish, he got no contest really from Jokic. Um, but yeah, so from that, uh, from that first quarter, uh, everything pretty much went downhill. Um, we got out. We uh, we we hung in there um, in the second quarter, I guess, as well. But uh, you know, the rebounding and stuff fell off significantly in that second half. Um, this one was just—it was a really, really, uh, really, really rough one to watch. Um, got a couple of quick stats for you before I, I dig into it too much. Uh, got outscored in the got outscored in the paint. We got crushed, fifty-eight to forty-four. Uh, they generated 13 second chance points to our eight, uh, and it seemed like even more than that. There were times, there were multiple possessions where they were not only getting like second chance opportunities, but third and fourth chance opportunities. Uh, and they murked us on the fast break too, 14 to six, which I actually thought we were going to be able to control a little bit better. Um, you know, the the Nuggets are a solid fast break team. We've just been defending so well on the fast break that it seems like we've been getting better at you know, kind of getting our legs under us um, in transition wasn't really the case. Um, the bench also uh, had an okay performance. They ended up only outscoring the Denver bench by five points, 58 to 53. Um, it's funny that I always mention the bench before the starters. It's just the way this team is constructed. Uh, but yeah, so it, it not not a really solid domination from the bench. A little bit is that to be expected. Denver is, man, they're just a crazy deep team. Uh, I was a big doubter of Denver. Uh, basically all season long, um, they have crushed us in uh, pretty much every time that we've played them, you know, with the with the exception of one victory and one, one really close game at the season opener. Um, they've pretty much handedly won every other time. But... I don't know. Uh, it looks like this Denver team is a little bit more for real. Uh, I have to respect them. Um, I'm curious to see how it turns out for them in a playoff series, but you know that's that's something else. Uh, anyways, getting back to our starters, unfortunately, uh, they put up 38 points to Denver's 70. Uh, so we were not really able to recover from that, even though the bench had some decently solid play. Um, had a had some big games. Uh, from Lou Will, obviously, who finished with 24, uh, 2 and 2. And Montrez had did not have a big game. Um, he finished with eight, he finished with eight, uh, eight, eight, two, and three. Sorry. Montrez finished with eight, two, and three. And, you know, uh, early on, uh, they, before Jokic was subbed out, just even in the first quarter, uh, they had that massive front court that I mentioned in the uh, in the preview for this game with Plumlee and Jokic. And for some reason, Doc put put 
uh, Trez out there instead of Zubots. And I was a little bit perplexed just due to the size difference. Uh, obviously, Trez brought the energy, but it's still just, you know, there's only so much he can do against guys who are that similarly sized. Um, Zubots, just speaking of the man himself, uh, he finished with 8.7 boards and two assists. Uh, and really, like I said, he looked pretty solid early on. He w- had trouble finishing. And I think that that was such a bummer for this starting unit. He ended up finishing four from 11. And, you know, most of those are within 10 feet of the basket. You'd really like to see him convert uh, at a much higher level than that. 36% is not going to cut the mustard. Um, You know, he's a young guy and he is still getting used to this team. But it was really kind of discouraging to watch. Um, Landry Shamit, another freshman uh, fresh from the trade deadline that, that we've been liking a lot, also finished with eight points. Uh, he finished. He ended up finishing on 50% shooting, which was really solid. He looked pretty good out there. Um, finished with 28 minutes. He definitely got a ton of playing time. The only person who played more minutes at the guard position was Shea, who uh, had a lot of shooting woes. Um, he finished 0 of 9. Uh, his only point came from a free throw attempt and he shot 50% from the line. Uh, worst plus minus of all the starters, uh, worst plus minus of anybody on the team with minus 24. Uh, this was a really discouraging performance from Shea and I don't doubt that he can bounce back. I just hope that he's able to put this game behind him. Uh, Doc, uh, mentioned that he was a little bit concerned with Shea's performance in this. He was uh, he was less than happy, um, but he said uh, he said something to the effect of essentially no one's going to coddle you after a bad game like this. Um, and he he like he expressed some displeasure at Shea's kind of loss of composure later in this game, which I would definitely agree with. Um, you know, he, he he Doc mentioned that you know good starters like they have to be able they they have to be willing and able to go 0 for 20 and still keep their composure and we definitely saw Shea get a lot more tentative when shots weren't falling which was the story for the whole team like it wasn't just him uh we ended up shooting I believe three for 21 uh yeah we we finished with 14 percent three-point shooting as a team on three of 21 attempts uh it was awful. I, there were times when I was watching the game and I thought, did these guys like hammer out the rim or something? There's got to be something going on because this just is not right. Um, and also, like the, when the shots weren't falling, they weren't taking more attempts. Twenty-one is low in 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 our in in the current NBA, um, and that's just not it's just not enough. They took a total of thirty-four and they shot a much better percentage. But even if the shots aren't falling, like to get back in that rhythm, I still think it's worth uh, creating those looks, especially when you have guys like Gallo and Shamit, um, you know, who 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 can get it hot. Uh, they just need more reps, I think. Uh, coming back from that break, obviously Gallo coming back from injury. Shamit's still working it out with a new team, despite having he has had some strong performances. Uh, I think they just need to let it fly a little bit more. Uh, it's not. It's just in the Western Conference, you can't take so few attempts. And I know that we've laid back on our efficiency from three for a long time. But if it's not falling, I mean, you still got to keep. You still got to keep shooting. Shooters got to shoot. Um, so I talked about Zubat's touch around the rim, Shea's little, uh, Shea not having his best, his best performance. Um, let's talk about some good stuff. Uh, Lou did finish with 24, as I said, uh, 
not he he finished on 40% shooting, uh did go 1 of 5 from 3, which was perplexing. Um yeah, the only threes from the game uh actually came from uh J Michael Green hit one, Lou Will as I said hit one and Shamit did hit one finally. Um but yeah, really really rough loss. We got outscored all four quarters. Uh we only managed to put up 19 points in the fourth and 21 in the third. Uh it was pretty discouraging. Um, we did, however, win the turnover battle. Also, another bright note, we only had 17 to their 23. And we started out this game with like a really low turnover number. I think we might have only had seven in the first half, uh, if my memory serves me correctly. So, I don't know. There were parts of this game that we looked really good. Obviously, uh, shots not falling killed us big time but I, th- I think what happened I think what was even a bigger loss was just the lack of intensity on the defensive end when we started to when Denver really started to to pull away we weren't able to get stops um Doc you know put out the most offensive lineup he could out there uh you know with guys like Lou Will and Trez and Shamit and just just anything uh to try and get it going it, they weren't really able to make it happen um it was definitely, it was definitely a bust. Uh, but uh, hopefully, they learned something. I guess the biggest takeaway from this would be that they need better composure moving forward. So that's all about. That's all I really have to say about that one. Uh, Going to move on to my Mavs preview right after this. So this is our fourth outing with the Mavs. We're currently one and two against them this season. We just got to get a victory here. This is what I would call a must-win game. Anytime that we're playing a team that is not. Uh, not ahead of us in the Western Conference race. We got to be beating them. Uh, obviously, things getting very crowded. This is going to be a completely different look team than the team that's beaten us twice this season. Uh, I wonder how Doc's game plan is going to change for this one. Obviously, they'll be out. They'll be without some of their veterans like JJ Barea, and then due to injury, and then obviously the trades uh, taking away DeAndre Jordan, taking away uh, you know Dennis Smith Jr., taking away uh, Barnes. So without without DeAndre and Barnes, they're essentially going to be like negative 30 points that they're going to have to find a way to dig their hole out of uh, the Mavericks that is so we'll see what happens with that I'm really hoping we can get the dub out tonight but let's get into what we need to do to win we're just the biggest thing is to forget about last game uh it's a it's such a bummer that we have to play a back-to-back after a final that was like after a game that was that uh demoralizing so we just gotta have confidence our shots are gonna fall we just need to blank out yesterday's game and like just you know, just just think of it as an outlier and move on. You know, we got to focus on tonight. We got to focus on this win. We need to come out and just jump on them early. The Mavs are currently on a four-game uh, losing streak, and like just establishing an early deficit would would really go a long way into kind of breaking this team down. We don't know if they're going to have Luca or not uh, as of the time that we're recording this podcast. I'm going to go ahead and bet that they will, but uh, we'll see. So. Hopefully, uh, you know, Lou and Trez can uh, come out and have a sh- have a show out game, especially without uh, DeAndre Jordan in the front court there. I expect Zubats and Trez to, ha- to have some really solid performances here. We What else do we need to do when we need to score well in the paint? Uh, as I said, obviously without DeAndre Jordan. Uh, so the Mavs have outscored us in the paint by 14 and 12 in both of our losses. We're going to need big games, like I said, from Zubats and Trez. They should both be able to thrive uh, without DeAndre in the picture. And hopefully without him there, it'll also improve our rebounding. They rank 
Oh, and and just the last thing, they rank 28th in terms of blocks. So we got to be comfortable playing downhill, getting to the rim. Um, that number's probably even lower now, maybe higher because DeAndre Jordan wasn't jumping uh, while he was there in Dallas. So we'll see. Maybe that maybe they'll maybe they'll have more block shots. Uh, we need to defend the three well. This has not been a strong point for us all season long. Uh, Teams have had some of their best shooting splits against us, which is not great. Uh, But the Mavs have shot better uh, than than us from three in all but one outing. And the one that we shot better uh, than them from three, it was still a loss. So we got to defend the three ball well. And just playing well in transition. Uh, You know, at the start of that Denver game, I actually thought that we did a really pretty good job playing in transition. Um, got a solid amount of, of of transition points in that first and second quarter, uh, and then it just really fell off. The communication was off, really led to more turnovers. So we, we got to get that under control. So what else could what could go wrong with this game? Uh, I think if our shooting woes continue, obviously that's going to be a huge issue. Uh, so I, I think that if the if the team is hesitant to shoot from three, that's going to be a loss too. We got to get those attempts up there, uh, especially given that they just shoot they they shoot more of them than us. Uh, so Luca could be an X factor in this. You know, they they lost some top level talent. They still have some guys capable of going off. Tim Hardaway obviously could be a great scorer. Uh, Luca could definitely go off. Um, you know, Jalen Brunson has been pretty solid. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, I think though, if we let any player have a big game, it's going to make their whole squad feel it, and it's going to be a, a much harder game to stay in. Uh, I think that if we slouch on the glass uh, and allow a ton of second choice. Uh, chance opportunities as we did in Denver. It's going to be a repeat of, of of yesterday. Obviously, not as bad of a loss point differential wise, but it uh, it won't be pretty. So key matchups: Clippers versus themselves. Obviously, uh, the the classic existential crisis we bring up on Lockdown Clippers. Are the starters going to let the last two games get to them? Can Gallo and Zubats like are are they too hurt to effectively contribute? Obviously, Zubats with the wrist. Gallo still it seems like suffering from some back issues. Uh, there seem to be more questions than answers, so we'll just have to see. Uh, Zubats versus uh, Kleber or uh, Mersey. Uh, really hope that Zubats can get some confidence back. Uh, I think that he's gonna. I, I think that he can have some impact dunks. Hopefully, a couple nice blocks. He's a high effort player, which you know I love. Um, Another one to watch is going to be Shamit versus Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, I'm assuming Finney-Smith is going to be guarding Shamit unless they try to hide Luka on him. But uh, either way, expect Shamit to uh, expect Shamit to use his speed and off-ball movement to generate a lot more looks. Obviously, Finney-Smith has like a three-inch height advantage and like twenty-plus pounds. But you know, Shamit can really just kind of move around and create shots for himself and create offense. And even if the shots aren't falling, um, that's going to wear down a defense. So uh, that's going to be one to watch out for. And then just Gallo versus shooting woes. I really hope that he can pick it up from three tonight. I hope that we can get a classic Gallinari game. Um, really looking forward to that. And then as always, I bring it up every single time. But bench versus bench, uh, though their starters are depleted with the losses of, of Harrison Barnes and DeAndre Jordan, they do still have some weapons. Uh, you know, Courtney Lee hasn't been that great of a scorer. He's a vet, though. He is capable of getting hot. Uh, Tim Hardaway, you know, he 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 can be a solid scorer. Uh, so, you know, we just our, – our bench, especially, you know, obviously – a lot of this is going to rely on 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 Lou and Trez as it, as it always does. I'd also like to see a pretty good game from J. Michael Green. Uh, he, you know, he hit a big three, which was nice. Uh, in when no one could hit a three last night, so 
Um, yeah, I, I really hope that our bench can kind of bring it to him on this one and hopefully like give the starters a little bit of rest. I'm interested to see how Doc uh, cares about like kind of load management and stuff. Uh, and coming up next, uh, that's about all I got. So coming up next, it is the Freshies. All right, guys, so I don't have a whole lot of time for this one, but I just want to talk a little bit about Shea. And I just hope that he can um, kind of mentally overcome his little rough stretch of games. Um, as I said, Doc wasn't really pleased with his composure. He thought that he kind of lost his composure after uh, shooting poorly from the field, and we definitely saw it. Um, it was, and, and and that was that was disappointing to see. What Doc had brought up that I thought was nice was he said that you know even when offense isn't happening, the great players find ways to add to their team's winning. Um, and so I guess I just kind of wanted to pose the question of what do you think that that can be for Shea when he's not scoring? And to me, that's going to be getting his other teammates involved. Um, I think that he has a great vision for passing. And I think if he like just communicates a little bit better um, and, and maybe gets some some kind of more advanced drive and kicks um, going on that he like everybody will will feel a part of the game, which obviously activates people on both sides of the floor. And that's what we're expecting him to do. You know, when I say I want him to play big minutes, it's because I want him to be getting other guys involved and to, uh, you know, really helping this unit play together. And the other thing I think that would be solid is just just him continuing to play solid defense, pesk, uh, like just being really pesky. Anytime Patrick Beverly isn't on the floor, I want to see Shea giving a lot of all, like defensive intensity. I would like to see uh, you know them still being a plus defensive team with him and, and Lou Will sharing the floor. Uh, that's kind of my goal. So that's what I hope that he can add. Uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about Zubats. Uh, I'm going to have to bring that up later in the week. I'm out of time for today, guys. But thank you so much for listening in. As always, this is Locked on Clippers, part of the Locked on NBA Network. I've been William the Opinion Updike. Have a great day. And I will talk to you tomorrow after the Mavs game. We'll have a recap of that. And Tuesday segment, Twitter Tuesday, we will be live on Twitter at Locked On Clips. Thanks so much, guys. If you listen, uh, please leave a rating. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, thanks so much. It really goes a long way. Have a good one.